At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Philadelphia CityCast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, welcome, 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 baby. Sixers fans, including myself, feeling good today on this Thursday morning, April 21st, at the time of recording. Why? We all know why. The 76ers take the commanding 3-0 series lead after an instant classic up in Toronto on Wednesday night for Game 3. Unbelievable. I mean, where do we start here to start this episode of the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers? I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. The Sixers win 104-101. They get the cover. Uh, it was bouncing, bouncing around yesterday at two. Saw it at two and a half. Saw it at three for a hot second. Saw it at one and a half. It settled in at two. Um, so the Sixers get the cover. The under hits. I told you on the preview episode, my best play was the under 216 and a half. I said, I'm staying away from the spread because I knew. Listen, I don't know anything ahead of time. I don't have a crystal ball. But I think anyone that follows the NBA can predict in a game three where the team at home is down 0-2, that team in the hole is going to deliver a knockout blow. Like you are going to get that team's, nine out of 10 times, you're going to get that team's A game. 
And I knew that was coming. And I knew how tough it's been both this season and in recent seasons, not even including the playoffs, but certainly including the playoffs, how tough it's been for this 76ers team, how tough it's been for Joel Embiid to go into Toronto and play well, let alone get a win. And for all the other factors, including the 76ers in games one and two, man, it was awesome. They looked head and shoulders away, the better team. But if you've been following this team all year, you say, damn, I mean, they shoot 50% from three in game one. They essentially follow it up with an identical performance from three in game two. Maxi played unbelievable both games at home. Tobias has played unbelievable both games at home and Bede's been doing Embiid things Harden's been really good I don't want to say great for his standards but he's been really good like there's really not a whole lot bad you can say about James Harden right now I think he's playing really smart efficient basketball overall game one he didn't have a great shooting night from the field but he didn't have to he, he was just the floor general with 14 assists in that game uh, and and you all know how that story ends for the first couple of games in this series then it switched. And as we were getting ready for game three, you know, there was a lot of questions for me, at least, maybe not for all of you out there, but for me, at least did, you know, can they continue to shoot at this pace? If they don't shoot at this pace, you know, what, what, are, what are they going to look like? What's Embiid going to look like? Are we going to need a huge monster performance from Harden? Can Maxi continue doing what he's been doing at that level of production what are we going to get from Tobias what about the rotation now with no Matisse Thibel on the road I mean just a mountain of questions and uncertainty as the series shifted to game three and I mentioned the the knockout punch that Toronto was inevitably going to deliver and boy did they deliver one right like right from the jump uh, and that's what you would expect in that first five or six minutes of that first quarter yeah, you know, and the 76ers at one point, they found themselves down 17 points. They were down 10 at halftime, which was sort of a win at that point because they were down as much as 17 prior to the first half coming to a close. I mean, you had Gary Trent Jr., who was dealing with a sickness, go four for nine from three, get 20-plus points. OG Ananobi get 20-plus points. Uh Precious Achiwa get 20-plus points. I mean, they were just, they were making shots. They were turning the Sixers over. The Sixers ended up with 22 turnovers in the game. They turned it over nine times out of their 22 total in the first quarter. And then Toronto was able to do what they do. They were able to play to their strengths, which is get out and transition offensively, get stops on defense, turn the other team over. That's exactly what they were doing. Uh, Embiid was struggling a five-point first half from Joel Embiid, let alone his struggles in the first quarter. So you're starting to say to yourself, man, all right, well, this is looking like playoff games have looked in the past with the Sixers and Raptors in Toronto. And, you know, Toronto's going Toronto is gonna to bite back here a little bit in a pivotal game three because, as we all know, no team in NBA history has won a best-of-seven when they fall in an 0-3 hole. And Toronto knows that. Trust me, they know it. So you're sitting there watching that first half saying, all right, well, looks like this is going to be a 2-1 series. And, you know, let's hope the Sixers can get a win 
in game four and try and close it out in game five. But boy, did that story change. And you take the Raptors' best shot in that first half. You really do, with no Matisse Thibel. And then you come out in the second half and you start to chip away. You start to chip away. And then all of a sudden, your MVP in Joel Embiid wakes up. All right, that first half uh, performance and the first half struggles did not carry over. He was absolutely brilliant in the second half, and I'll, I'll get to how the game ended in a second. We all know how it ended by now, but he had, what did he have in the third quarter? 19 points, I believe, in the third quarter. He was brilliant. And Harden was, Harden was good, uh, but he had himself in foul trouble. He picked up a, his fifth foul, uh, you know, with a couple minutes left in the fourth. He ended up fouling out. Tobias Harris was unbelievable. Once again, uh, he's not going to be the first person you talk about. He only had 11 points. He was brilliant defensively. He had a double-double. He finished with 12 rebounds. And his performance on the defensive end is my biggest takeaway. I thought he was awesome on Siakam for a majority of the night, which is huge. You didn't have to put him beat on Siakam. Siakam struggled. He finished with 12 points, 6 for 16 from the floor, 0 for 2 from 3, only grabbed 5 boards. So Tobias was outstanding. Maxi gave you 19 points when it's all said and done. Harden gave you 19 points when it's all said and done, despite fouling out. And that was it. I mean, you, you, you got a little bit from Niang off the bench, 3 for 4 from 3. Paul Reed gave you some okay minutes, but... He was floundering a little bit early in that second quarter in the first half. But you relied on your starters. You relied on your stars. And they chipped away. They absorbed that knockout punch. They got up off the mat. And you fast forward to the end of regulation. Joel Embiid misses that three from the wing. Goes to overtime. And then that whole sequence where the Sixers have it. Doc sprints down the baseline there on the sideline, I should say, not the baseline, down the sideline where Embiid loses it for a second. He's getting doubled. Doc's able to call a timeout. He draws up a nice play. Embiid off a screen. He curls it. The Raptors sort of go under it, expecting him to roll towards the basket. And he takes this, essentially the identical shot that he took at the end of the regulation, and he sinks it with, uh, what, nine-tenths of a second to go. Game winner gets his revenge. I know it's not the same stakes at game seven in the second round, at game three in the first round. But man, that had to have felt really nice for Joel Embiid to get that win and how they got that win. Embiid finishes with 33 points, 13 rebounds. He was just a menace, an absolute monster, which is nothing new. And the 76ers take the commanding, commanding, 3-0 series lead. Uh, I'll I'll add one or two more thoughts throughout this episode on the game, and then we'll we'll look ahead to uh, well we'll start to look ahead a little bit to Game Four. We'll we'll do more of that on the next episode, uh, next couple of episodes, I should say, between now and uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. But uh, we'll we'll finish up with a couple more thoughts before we say goodbye on Game Three. I, I do want to look at 
some other offerings here at the Bet Rivers uh, Sportsbook Wagering Menu. So let's look at some of the updated odds now as it relates to the 76ers after their Game 3 win. Uh, there is no, at the time of recording this, Bet Rivers hasn't updated the series winner odds yet for the 76ers and the Raptors. I imagine that's going to be an astronomical <laughs> type of price for the 76ers at this, at this point, just as it relates to you know them winning the series for series winner. Going into game three, the Sixers were minus 1430 to win the series. Toronto was plus 780. So you can only imagine what that's going to look like now that the Sixers have a 3-0 series lead. If you look at the correct score, meaning the series outcome, for the 76ers and the Raptors. Here are you know, some of the updated odds for what the series outcome is going to be. So for the 76ers to sweep the series, that is now the betting favorite at minus 143. Sixers to win 4-1, to one, plus 170. Sixers to win the series in six games, 4-2, to 14-1. to one. Sixers to win in seven, 22 to one, and the Raptors to win in seven, 30 to one. I mean, that number should might as well be at 3,000 to one, given it's never been done in the history of the sport. Um, you know, if I have to give you a best play on just the series correct score at this moment, you know, is the plus 170 for the Sixers to win in five worth it? Right, because now with the 3 0 series lead, after the Sixers get that win, when, you know, quite frankly, if you're Toronto, Sixers had no business getting that win, right? That, that's a demoralizing loss for the Toronto Raptors. Just, just absolutely demoralizing. I mean, Raptors head coach Nick Nurse talked a little bit about it after the game in his post game presser, said it was one of, if not his worst losses he's ever experienced as a head coach. That, that's just a, that's a gut-wrenching loss, man. I, I don't know how you bounce back from that. You know, staring down the barrel of a 3-0 series deficit, coming off a game, a pivotal game three that you feel like you should have won and you blew it on your home floor. How do you bounce back now and, and try and extend your season a little bit before the Sixers send you home packing? So I don't see this series going past five games at the absolute most. Uh, and right now, all signs really point towards a 76ers sweep. So I, I'm not betting anything at this point as far as this because it's looking like a Sixers sweep, minus 143, not a not a terrible number. Um, we can compare that to the money line, right? Because Sixers to win in five plus 170, not enough there for me to say, okay, I like that. Uh, minus 143 for the correct score, so if you go to, you know, back to the main the main homepage at the Bet Rivers wagering menu, and you just go to all the the games, and if you go to Saturday two p.m. Sixers Raptors, it's an identical number, right? Sixers money line to win the game minus one forty three. Sixers to win the series in four also minus one forty three, right? So you're not trying to find some sneaky little value in one market over the other. Same outcome, identical price. So well done by Bet Rivers there. I have seen, not at Bet Rivers, but you know, over the years, I have seen at times where maybe you can find a different number. Not the case here. Uh, so that's the update for the 
series outcome. If you look at the updated odds in the futures market, just as it relates to NBA championship winner and Eastern Conference winner, Sixers are now 10 to 1 to win the NBA championship. Uh, they were 12 to 1 a few days ago, and they are now plus 450 to come out of the Eastern Conference, where they were 7 to 1 prior to this series starting. So, some movement there for your 76ers in the futures market as it relates to championship odds and Eastern Conference winner odds. If we just go back to the NBA series markets tab at Bet Rivers and you go to Raptors Sixers, you go to more bets. Uh, I already mentioned the series correct score tab. Team specials, so total games played in this series, just a different way to bet series outcome. You know, a little bit different, but you get you get what I'm saying. Over four and a half games priced at plus 110. Nothing there I like. Under four and a half, also the same price as the others that I mentioned, priced at minus 143. Uh, I'll mention some of the other options just to, you know, for what it's worth for you. Over five and a half games, seven to one. Over six and a half games, 13 to one. Nothing there, right? As I mentioned, I, I think we can all see the writing on the wall for this series. Maybe Toronto figures out a way to steal a game in game four. But uh, even at this point, I, I would, I'd be surprised because that's just such a demoralizing loss if you're on the Toronto Raptors side of things here. All right, so there is you know, full odds posted for game four already. So I'll give you the update as it stands right now, Thursday morning, April 21st. And the 76ers are the three-point road favorite. I mentioned already money line minus 143. The Raptors on the money line plus 120. The total, interesting adjustment on the total, 216.5 was the total for game three. Game four, 213.5. All right, so we will continue to keep a close eye on all of those over the next day and a half, two days leading up to game four uh, to see what the public starts to do betting these numbers against the spread and on the total and, of course, on the money line. Bet Rivers has your bases covered with early week betting fun. Your baseball bet gets a little extra pop at Bet Rivers Sportsbook every Tuesday. Just log into Bet Rivers and receive a 20% profit boost on a baseball bet every Tuesday during the season. Use it on straight bets, player props, or a same-game parlay. You decide. Log on to BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com and get your 20% profit boost today. Presented by BetRivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so let's look at the Phillies now who finally get a day off. I mean, they opened this season with 13 games in 13 days. So recording this Thursday morning, April 21st. No game today as... They got, I mean, listen, it's April 21st, as I just mentioned. So I laugh before I even say what I want to say, but they got a big win on Wednesday. You started to see the direction of where the noise would potentially gravitate towards in the city of Philadelphia if they were to have gotten swept 
against the Rockies. And, you know, they they get a big win. The bats come alive in a big way. I'll get to that in a second. So they avoid a sweep. And the, the noise was going to what my point was there. The noise was about to get a little bit louder towards manager Joe Girardi. And it's not fair. I'm not saying people would be screaming for him to to uh, lose his job and for the Phillies to fire him right now. But this is a team now that doesn't have as many excuses as they've once had. They're now 5-8 and eight on the season after the win on Wednesday against Colorado. They win 9-6, four home runs. And let's look at their futures, updated odds in the futures market really quick. So the bets from broad for the Philadelphia Phillies, they're still 22 to 1 to win the World Series. They're 11 to 1 to come out of the NL. They're 4 to 1 to win the NL East. So those odds have moved. They were they were at plus 325, plus 350. Uh, so to see any type of movement this early in the season, it's not significant because plus 350 to 4 to 1 is not a big deal, but it also is something with it only being April 21st and only 13 games into a very long season. Um, so slight movement there. Harper MVP, some slight movement. He's 8-1. to one. Wheeler Cy Young, plus 850. And, you know, this is a team that, at the very least, we were all very excited about. Listen, I'll speak for myself. I was very excited about for the first time in over a decade. And I talk about that noise getting quieted for the moment as it relates to Joe Girardi and his hot seat not being hot yet, but we're going to get there quickly here this season. If things don't get turned around, it's only April, but let's just take it back for a second. Like since this Phillies team won eight in a row to take a two game lead in the NL East on August 8th, last season, they're 27 and 35 since. Right, Girardi has to take some of this blame. He he's the captain of this ship right now that has failed to move in the right direction. He has plenty of time, but let's just recap and assess what we have in front of us. He has he has a, a lineup now and a clubhouse that has gotten uh, essentially 180 million dollar updates with the likes of Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos. He has a legitimate closer now for the first time in Corey Knievel. So those obvious big excuses that we once were able to point out and state in the past year or two, they're, they're not as easy to point out and state now with those updates and additions to this clubhouse uh, slash roster, right? So five and eight on the year. They're five and 14 in their last 19 games dating back to last season. And, you know, a concern is, listen, to start the series against the Rockies back on Monday on the 18th, they lost 4-1. Nola was decent. He wasn't terrible. He's just a, he's a consistent roller coaster ride, Aaron Nola. But he gave us five and a third on Monday. Six hits, two runs, two earned. Okay, decent enough to put you in a position to win the game. They only drive in one run. Tuesday, they come back, they get five runs, but they give up six to the Rockies. They lose. Gibson, he was okay. Six innings pitched, three Ks, three runs, three earned, a couple of walks. 
And then the bats come alive yesterday on Wednesday, on April 20th, four home runs. Schwarber goes yard, Castellanos goes yard, Camargo goes four for five on the day. Bats come alive in a big way. They win 9-6. It just seems like when they score, they score in bunches. And when they lose, it's just a complete missing in action type of vibe. 13 runs in five losses leading up to the uh, the game on Wednesday. Prior to the game on Wednesday, I should say. Girardi, uh, at, at the end of the weekend, before they even got into the series with the Rockies, he took Schwarber out of the leadoff spot. Uh, he's been tinkering with this lineup way too early, in my opinion, in the season. You bring Schwarber in here to be the leadoff. Now you're putting Harper, Harper second, Schwarber in the middle of the lineup, JT Riamuto leading off. Like, listen, as Harper said the other day, earlier in the week, whatever's best and whatever's going to get this team wins, I, I don't know if that's, you know, the best idea. Uh, 13 games into this season, third week of April, to start tinkering around with this lineup and taking Schwarber out of the, the leadoff spot. Yeah, so we'll see. The, the bats have been overall quiet. It's been overall disappointment as far as the offense has, has been concerned. I know it's April and it's not necessarily, as Charlie Manuel would put, uh, would put it, hitting season. But, man, they get a, a much-needed day off today on Thursday, April 21st. And then they're back at it against the Milwaukee Brewers starting a, you know, a three-game set against Milwaukee on Friday where the probable starters for your Philadelphia Phillies are going to be uh, Suarez on Friday, Zach Wheeler on Saturday, and then back to Aaron Nola for the Sunday start. So... Let's see what they're able to do. Let's see if Suarez and Wheeler, you feel relatively good about that that duo right there. And then hopefully Nola can give you another decent to, you know, hopefully strong outing, right? I don't want to say this is a big series against the Milwaukee Brewers, but you got that win now to avoid a sweep against the Colorado Rockies. Uh, let's let's piece some some wins together here and, and try and win a series against the Milwaukee Brewers with, with a you know, a decent three out of your starting rotation, you know, getting the getting the ball on, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Like I, I mentioned the starting rotation. This is a starting rotation now. I understand, once again, very early in the season with an ERA over five. So uh, let's let's get that number down a little bit as, as we progress into May and obviously further into the season and, and into the dog days of summer, uh, if you will. So those are all of the updates for your Philadelphia Phillies with the bets from broad as the as it relates to the updated odds in the futures market for the Phils. Uh, just a quick recap on you know, really the season thus far. As I mentioned, only 13, 13 games in in 13 days. They have a day off now and we'll prepare for the series against the Brewers. And on the next episode, uh, I'll preview uh, the game against the Brewers, game one of that series, uh, with the with the updated betting odds at Bet Rivers and my my best plays slash predictions. So that's still to come on the next episode. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to two hundred and fifty dollars when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide you extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up.
Presented by Bet Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. All right, Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I've been your host, as always, Ryan Rothstein. At WiseRye on Twitter, W I S E R Y E. And if you follow me there, you will find links to all of the podcast platforms. The Philadelphia CityCast is available to you on. You can also find links to each and every individual episode that we're putting out there for you. So uh, a couple final thoughts that I told you earlier I wanted to get to as far as putting a bow on on some of the 76ers talk, recapping the big game three overtime, thrilling game-winning shot from Joel Embiid. I mean, there has been a lot of talk in this area regarding one Doc Rivers. And I, at times, have been the leader of that. But I'm here to say we have to give him credit. I mean, listen, you do what you, do what you want out there, people. But I've been very critical of Doc. He's gotten under my nerves. He's frustrated me. Just like all of us, I, I've hated the way he spoke to the media and just the city. Like when he speaks to the media, he's speaking to the fans and the city. And I just, I, I've, he's been frustrating and he's been arrogant and, and condescending. And just, you know, the list goes on and on. We all know what we've been dealing with at times with Doc. And we've questioned his game plans and his rotations and everything, right? But through three games, he's been outstanding. And, and game three is just the icing on the cake with that. That timeout was the difference maker. I, I think that may have been his biggest moment thus far in Philadelphia as the 76ers head coach. Doc's ability to adjust, and he's been strictly going to Paul Reed for the backup center minutes. That's been something we've all been screaming for. He's been doing that consistently in this series thus far. I've liked his shortened bench. I, I, I don't really have anything bad to say about Doc Rivers, okay? So I'm not going to sit here and say we were wrong, I was wrong, but I think he's surprised I know he surprised me and I think it's safe to say he surprised all of us a little bit with what we've seen so far in this series against Toronto so doc just just keep it up man just keep it up and a couple of other points Joel Embiid has been outstanding and Sixers Twitter even some NBA Twitter thoughts you've seen man Embiid's the MVP Embiid's the MVP and I've been jokingly screaming and yelling about it as well. When I say jokingly, I don't mean I don't really believe that. I, I, I firmly believe, if you've been listening to me all year, all season, Embiid should and is more than deserving of winning MVP. But listen, I'm also well aware Jokic is deserving of the award, of the award as well. But you look at how this series has gone so far for Embiid and the 76ers, and you look across to the Nuggets and Jokic, and you say, man, it certainly feels like the MVP resides in the city of Philadelphia so far. So just to recap some of my 76ers thoughts and, and best bets, 
there's nothing I like really in the futures market, even with like series outcome and series correct score. I mentioned the 4.0 correct score price is minus 143. The money line price for the 76ers in game four is also minus 143. I, I think that's a great play right now. That's not too steep of a number at the moment. I, I would predict that's going to get steeper and more towards the 76ers side of the fence there. And, you know, the spread right now is sitting at three. The 76ers, the three-point favorite. I, I expect another dogfight, ugly, low, lower-scoring game. Uh, right now, I, I, I feel confident Laying the three with the Sixers, I mentioned the total is at 213.5 compared to 216.5 for game three. I still like the under. I think we're going to see right around that same type of score, low 100s, high 90s on both sides in game four. So I still love the under right now on Thursday morning here. And I still really like the 76ers, whether you want to take a money line or you want to take them laying the three. And if you listen to the last episode previewing game three, I, I was not that confident as far as picking the 76ers side, both against the spread and on the money line. We, we, we discussed Phillies in this episode a little bit earlier as well. They're off today on Thursday. Uh, the betting odds are not yet posted at Bet Rivers for game one to kick off their series Friday against the Brewers. We will do a, a preview and best bets on the next episode for Phillies Brewers. So that's still to come. The Fly Guys, they're in action tonight, Thursday night, 7 p.m. Season can't end soon enough. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Uh, the Flyers are facing off against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, you look at the money line. The Flyers are the slight underdog right now at Bet Rivers, plus 118. Montreal to win, minus 137. Puck line, Flyers getting one and a half, priced at minus 205. Canadiens, minus one, uh, minus one and a half, priced at plus 170. The total set at six and a half, priced at minus 109 for both the over and the under. Both of these teams right now are on a six game losing streak. All right. And the Flyers have been abysmal defensively. <laughs> Just an absolute embarrassment. Uh, their goals against average is over five, uh, five goals in their six-game losing streak. They've been really bad. Uh, Montreal, in their six-game losing streak, hasn't been much better. So if I have to give you a best play, I, I think you have two teams here that are not playing a ton of defense. The Flyers, as we all know, are also shorthanded, right? So that, that's something to bring up. I'm not just completely bashing them, but, you know, at this point in the season, you know, you have some key defenders out for the Flyers. They are not deep at all. Uh, and, and Montreal is dealing with some similar issues. So my best play, take the over six and a half. I think we're going to see some goals being scored here in this matchup on Thursday night. I would stay away from a pick, whether that's money line and on the puck line. If I had to give you one, I would probably lean Montreal. Um, but my one play for this Flyers game, over six and a half. Let's see some goals here tonight, Fly Guys, shall we? With the Sixers off, with the Phillies off. And oh, by the way, to wrap up the episode here, we have to get into the leading story here in Philadelphia. 
And I didn't mean to bury the lead here on the Philadelphia CityCast, but I, I was so fired up and so excited to hop on the mic here this morning to talk about the huge 76ers win in overtime in Game 3 against the Raptors. Couldn't wait to start chatting it up with you guys to, to recap that. Obviously, ended up getting into some Phillies and more 76ers thoughts. Jay Wright. How about this? He he gave us the old uh, game three halftime news dump on Wednesday night. Right in the middle of the 76ers-Raptors game, I started to see some tweets. You know, per sources, Jay Wright is about to announce that he's stepping down as the head coach of the Villanova basketball team. You know, sources say Jay Wright is about to announce his retirement. You know, at first I thought it was a joke or at first I, you know, I didn't know what to believe. I was like, wait, what? No, come on. But it's true. You know, the front page of the Philadelphia Inquirer this morning, Thursday morning, is Jay Wright. It's not the 76ers. Jay Wright is no longer the men's basketball coach for Villanova. It's, uh, it's shocking. I think anyone and everyone here throughout the city completely caught off guard by the news, right? No one saw it coming. There was no inclination of this coming anytime soon. And, you know, you, you get the end of an era now with Jay Wright. And, man, where do we start with this? I can do a whole episode talking about Jay Wright. I think we're sad and, and disappointed. We're going to miss him here. I mean, this is a guy that took a university that, you know, a private university right outside on the outskirts of Philadelphia that if you, you know, once upon a time, if you compared Villanova basketball to Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, the Blue Bloods, right? People would laugh. They were a respectable, you know, mid-major, right? I think that's that's a safe definition of the Villanova basketball, men's basketball program at one point in time for a, a, a long stretch. Then you bring in Jay Wright. And then you look at what he's done in the past five seasons, two national championships. I mean, I can rattle off stats for you all day. We all know what he's done. Villanova has become the blueprint. I mean, if you're building a program anywhere in the country in college basketball, Villanova is what you're trying to copy. Like Jay Wright has brought Villanova to the top of the mountain. Villanova is equal to Kansas, is equal to Duke. Kentucky, UNC, and that's all because of Jay Wright. Jay Wright and his culture and his ability as a coach and as a recruiter and just a leader and as a person and a man, Hall of Famer in a lot of ways, not just as a basketball coach. So the Villanova program is going to deeply miss Jay Wright, which has just been shocking news. I think we're all 
pretty much stunned at the news of Jay Wright stepping down. I, I shouldn't say stepping down. He's, he's retiring. I mean, that's the news. Jay Wright announces his retirement from Villanova as head coach. It is, it's crazy. I mean, that, that's the only real way I can describe it. It's just wild to me uh, that Jay Wright's no longer going to be on the sidelines at Villanova. Fordham University head coach Kyle Neptune is replacing Jay Wright as head coach. Now, it has been reported that Wright will remain you know, tied to the program as, quote, part of the leadership team, senior ambassador, you know, I, however you want to word that. Bottom line, he still cares about the university. He's still going to help out Neptune. He's still going to help out the program and, and be a part of it and advise it, special advisor role, maybe you could call it. But he's not the head coach. 60 years old, still very young in the world of head coaching at the collegiate or pro level, right inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2021. He is, I mean, you can say one of the most accomplished coaches in Philadelphia sports history, not just college basketball. I think there is a sound argument that he is not one of the most accomplished head coaches in Philadelphia sports history. He is the most accomplished head coach in Philadelphia sports history once again two national championships four final fours he won eight big east regular season titles he won five big east tournament titles naismith college coach of the year twice remarkable and shocking all in one so amongst the 76ers winning game three in overtime on the Joel Embiid game winner amongst the Phillies questions and storylines amongst the Eagles NFL draft talk Jay Wright is leading the headlines here today in the city of Philadelphia a legend who is going to be missed bottom line we'll miss you coach all right, Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I've been your host, Ryan Rothstein, at WiseRye on Twitter. Thank you all, as always, for tuning in to another edition of the CityCast. We have a few more episodes coming in hot over the next couple of days, so make sure you keep a lookout for those episodes. And to help you do that, make sure you're subscribed and or following the Philadelphia CityCast on all of your podcast platforms, whichever platform is your preferred listening uh, platform. <laughs> We're there for you. Hit subscribe, hit follow, uh, and, and come along for this ride. Much more still ahead. Until then, have a great rest of your day, great rest of your night. Peace. Sixers 3-0, baby. Let's go.